Well, hello, and welcome back to another edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and we've got some skelly skelly stuff for you today. So set back, relax, turn the lights off, get a blanket, get you something to drink and relax, kick back and Get ready to be scared. (laughs) How is everybody today? Hope you're doing fine. Hope you're doing great. Hope you've been spooky and scary. It's getting closer to Halloween, guys. After this week, it'll be two more months. August and September, and then October. But yes. But I'm doing good. It's going good. I'm going to... Hope y'all don't mind on this episode today. I'm gonna keep this radio app thing on the uh, voice for me. So if y'all don't like it, tell me. Hey, and sorry I haven't been that active on uh, Facebook, but I will be, guys. So just bear with me. Um, but I hope everybody's doing great. Hope you're ready for some scary stories. My numbers keep growing up, growing up, and uh, it's exciting, guys. It's exciting. Just want to thank you. Well, I guess without further ado, I ain't got too much to babble about. So let's get on with some scary, scary stories. Okay, our first story of the day, we're still covering deserts. This is a little desert in Oklahoma. It is called the Seamus... Seamus... The the Shaman's Portal. God... mm. Freaking stuff's getting stuck down here. Okay. Let me turn this up a little. Okay, the Oklahoma has been a human settling spot for uh, a lot of years. Before becoming a part of the United States in the in 1803 due to the Louisiana Purchase, it was explored by the Spanish and claimed by the French up to, or French, eventually became the uh, Native American territory until uh, 1888, where then it was opened up to the uh, legal settle, settlement by other American citizens. The word Oklahoma comes from a blend of Choctaw, Language meaning people, which was a blanket, a blanket term used to describe Native Americans or Native American tribes. Oklahoma has no has is no stranger to myths and urban legends, from the friendly ghost of their stone lion inn to the Tulsa hex house and the haunted chalkboard of Bird Creek School. Though none, none are as infamous in de- deteriorating. It's uh, more rural spots than the mysterious shaman, shaman's portal of Beaver Dunes Park. The the no, it's weird. It's like you know, if you've ever been to Oklahoma, you know they got hills, I mean mountains. They got they got pretty scenery. But out in the middle of nowhere, there's a desert. Just bam. 
People go there to ride their uh, dune buggies and their four-wheelers and all that good stuff. But it's located in the Oklahoma's Panhandle, uh, region uh, on U.S. Highway 270 in Beaver, Oklahoma. The Beaver Dunes Park sits on what was lovingly referred to as No Man's Land, or the Natural Strip, which was which was over 300 miles of Oklahoma's extreme northwestern region. Dredged in the uh, paranormal, the dunes have been home to enough human uh, disappearances, secret military ev- evacuations, and the men in black sightings to earn the uh, Oklahoma's Bermuda Triangle. So Oklahoma's got a Bermuda Triangle. I need to check into that. Now we're going over the Shaman's Portal. It all began in the 1500s with the uh, Spanish explorer Carnado. When Carnado's men uh, vanished mysteriously from the dunes in a blast of strange green light, he described the uh, phenomenon in his diary as the work of the devil. That's not to say he wasn't forewarned. However, Native American guides who had aided him so far in his journey warned Carnado and his men not to wander into the dunes. They said they said it was an evil place. Though Carnado's lust for the uh, new the new world gold surprised him. Uh, or spurred on, spurred him on. It well, there's a legend of this city of gold. That's what they've people have been looking for for years and can never find it. It appears the guides were not farly, uh, not wrong at all. The Shaman's Portal title was coined by its very natives, by the very natives, and the place has been. A suspect of string of strange disappearances from the fatal expedition to the to this very day as time went on less and less that less and less of these disappearances have been verified and none in fact and none in fact provo- uh, pr- have proven to have any connection to the alleged uh, portal through the combination of history and and superstition, here is there is enough to determine many from strange things that happen there. Some locals report that they have encountered military ex and military ex exhibition sites under the uh, cover of dark. Dr. Mark Thatcher and Oklahoma State University archaeologist spent three years in the. Spent three years in the uh, 90s studying the area before suited individuals with the mili- military equipment shut his operation down. So basically he was out there doing exhibitions and the government came and shut him down. So is this area a portal or another uh, to another dimension, as the natives believe? Or could there be some credible some credibility 
to the electronic disturbances recorded in the, recorded in the dunes. Some say that an ancient alien spaceship has buried deep below, while others others say that the explorers were were merely well that the uh, explorers were innocent innocently lost and not by the green light fell from that don't make any fucking sense the explorers were merely oh the uh, explorers were immediately immediately taken by the green lighting and fell victim to some heinous native magic meant to uh, protect the gold that the greedy Europeans sought after. So basically, this theory is, it's just the Indians putting a spell on you, And but, I mean, how can you explain it if it still happens? Coronados did not heed the uh, warnings, and whatever happened to to his men, they were gone for good. Between sudden disappearances, hardened government suits, and unexplained phenomenon in the area, in the soil, it's kind of weird sometimes, they say. This may be one of the one not to miss on your bucket list to go check out. It sounds pretty cool, but I don't know if people fucking disappear from there. And in the middle of the night, the government comes in and, you know, does what they want. They're like, hey, we're going to dig in the middle of the night. Nobody would know. Uh. <clears throat> well, I hope you don't mind my little, uh, my, my radio voice. <laughs> Alright, we have another story. But before I do, let's take a little break. Well, how's everybody doing today? This is good old friend Uncle Dickie from Borderline Texas Trash. The most popular podcast in the world today it's climbing up the charts faster than freaking slime on a spine baby well if you're wondering what the hell is borderline texas trash about and who is it some bitch uncle boo well uncle boo is the most recognizable voice in podcasting today baby we're gonna get funky like a monkey on some ton of greens i'm coming in on white lightning baby on a silver saddle to bring you the best of borderline texas trash baby I'm your host of the show, Uncle Boo. We go over everything. We do a little bit of politics at the end, but not much. I don't step into that bullshit a whole lot. But we have fun. I go over stupid world news of the day, talk about uh, stuff from the past, what the cost of living or stuff was like that, and we just talk about all sorts of fucking fun facts, do a little joking around, and my niece joins the show sometimes. We do a little segment called Ash Handy's Garage on Friday nights, baby. That's our live show we do sometimes. And then I got the uncle that I talked to down in uh, Booseville, Louisiana. And he calls sometimes. And we have a little show called Uncle Dickie's Corner. So you guys come check out Texas Borderline, Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I know you will love it. We are on every platform you can think of. Spotify, Stitcher. Pandora, iHeart, uh, I mean, we're on everything. We're even on Podbean, man. We even got our own YouTube channel. We even got an Instagram account, and we got our Facebook account. So go check us out, man, and come listen to the show. 
You'll get to listen to Ash Handy, Uncle Boo, Uncle Dicky, and all the most recognizable voices in this motherfucking podcast in the world today, babies. Because we will get funky like a monkey, I guarantee it. Let's just say, baby, I've wine and dined with kings and queens, slept in dumpsters, ate pork and beans, baby. But I am your host of the show, Uncle Boo, Borderline Texas Trash. Don't forget about it. If you want to listen to a show to just get your mind off this crazy world and all the COVID and politics bullshit, <coughs> come check my show out. Come check me and my crazy family out. Some of the shit we do, we do live uh, shows from the barbecue. So I'll see you later. Bye. Well, I hope you all like that one there, guys and gals. Let's get ready for our next story. It is the Chihuahua Desert. Here are a list of the Chihuahua's best-known legends. The Pasculeta. It is a mannequin that has been on display in the uh, La Popular Bortel Banquet, the uh, oldest bridal shop in Mexico, for the last 75 years. Legend has it that La Parscaleta is not a mannequin, but the uh, perfectly preserved corpse of the daughter of the previous store owner. Ew, gross. This mannequin was installed in the uh, showcase on March 25th of 1930. People could not stop looking at it because it of its great resemblance of a real person. Soon they realized that the doll resembled the owner's daughter, Parsucula Esperaza. It was concluded that this doll was the uh, embalmed body of the of this woman, who had recently died on her wedding day. It is said that the eyes of the doll can follow the customers of the store. It is also believed that during the night changes. Oh, that during the night changes that it changes positions in the showcase. We'll take a picture of it. Then when you go back the next day, bam. Here's the second story: the mines in the other world. In in the Surreal uh, Grand in Surreal Grande, there was a zinc mine which worked for years perfectly until one day they closed the mine because there was an and there was an accident during drilling that ended the lives of many of the men but there is a legend that says this mine there was a portal to another world and that very few people could cross it Currently, this mine is closed, and you cannot go down there. So don't get any bright ideas there, guys. Now, what's this one? Oh, this one is... Sorry if I'm messing these words up. It's in Spanish, and I'm not very good at Spanish at all. The Parloro Deposit. Hedeg... Head Diaglo del Porro is a city located south of Chihuahua. It is said that in 1629, a Spaniard named Juan Rangel de Be- Besme- Besma 
sought to settle in America and arrived in this town. The legend tells that when he was exploring the surroundings, Bismarck arrived at the uh, Curie de la Cruz and took a stone that was there. After a moment, he licked it and declared, he, and declared, Here's, here is money. And in fact, he was correct. This mineral began to be exploited in this deposit. Nowadays, La Parsa Mine, oh, it's been a deposit for 340 years. Man. I don't see how that story is scary. The House of the Chinese. It is, it is assumed that the myth occurred in the Surreal Grand before the hillsides were inhabited. It is believed that you can climb to the top of the hill and look at the southwest and you could see red flags. I wonder what that means. When the sunset consists with the flags... A great Chinese temple could be observed. But the people who came down after witnessing him had to be careful and only did it on the north side before it got dark. If they did it, if they did not succeed, the person was... If, if they did not succeed, the person was... Subdued by the temple. Alrighty. The ghost of Cosno. La Cosno is a large house built at the end of the 19th century. Nowadays it works like a restaurant. Legend has it that you can see the ghost of the first owner's son, General Luis Torres, playing with a blue ball near the stairs. As they say... This child died when he was uh, accidentally shot. Additionally, at some point in its history, the structure uh, functioned as a religious boarding school for girls. It is said that sometimes you can see the ghost of, gr of girls running around the building. And that's when I would leave. I'd be like, sorry, uh, thank you. I am out of here. Yeah, okay, now we got Benson's Revenge. Legend has it that during the Mexican Revolution in San Lorenzo and Tuca and Tutacua, a Valicita murdered an Englishman by the name of William Bison for not supporting the revolution. Due to his dramatic death, his ghost has been seen wandering through the regions of San Rosalia Los Ramotos Loyal Ranch in the San Lorenzo River during the rainy days. The Curse of the Healing In Rosales during 1811 lived a priest very loved by the inhabitants of the region. But one day the priest punished the man because of an, of an affair. As a result as a result, this man accused the priest of conspiracy against the government. When an, in an investigation went to talk to the priest to clarify the case, he died. This gave his rumors that the uh, 
parish of the priest was to blame for his death. Being a, a, being a victim of the rejection of the people, the priest Jose Maria del Rosale launched, launched a curse against the town and its inhabitants. So that, town's ta- that town is uh, haunted still to this day. All because of that guy's curse. Right, now we got the dog. The dog, Falusledo and Rava Parlaco. The legend tells that Pancho Villa ordered to shoot in the uh, Pantheon of a telegraphist who did not join his cause. At the moment of being shot, the telegrapher's dog interposed himself between the owner and the uh, and uh, Pancho Villa, for which reasons why they ordered the dog to be uh, chained. But the dog managed to escape before they could shoot the uh, before they could shoot the order of action. He ran into his master that day. The executioners not only shot the man but also his dog them fucking bastards it is said that during the nights of june it is possible to listen to the chimes in the uh, lament of a dog walking through the town of san andreas mm. here's another one <coughs> broha's treasure when, when a general returned defending his people after having demonstrated his support for the village of village to withdraw, he took refuge in Sierra de Santa Ana, along with other soldiers. Assuming his death, this general told his wife about a treasure hidden in a tree and told him to dig it up when oh, but dig it up when things calmed down. Sometime later, the wife tried to find the treasure, but she could never find it. It is said it is said that this search drove her crazy, and and she could be seen surra- surra- in the surrounding towns nearby, wandering around looking for the gold. And here's our last one. It is said that some hill of uh, Chihuahua. There is enough gold so that there is never that it never ends. There's just enough gold for everybody. But this mineral is guarded by two spirits that provided protection to all these thieves who tried to seek refuge in this hill. Ooh. So don't be trying to steal that shit and these ghosts won't be coming after you, it sounds like to me. I'm just saying, you know. I'm just saying. Okay, here's my last little bit of uh, story time. That's my last uh, deal about deserts. Next week, I'm going to go over, uh, go back to doing some regular shit. Deserts are stark. Deserts are stark, barren places that seem to 
be uh, naturally habitated for the spooky and the supernatural in the uh, desolate surroundings. Deserts seem to lie somewhere in another realm beyond remote and deadly imposing challenges for life that have evolved there into anyone unprepared. It is perhaps no wonder that it is the deserts of the world that have become the setting of the uh, setting of mystery and unfathomable super supernatural trend. From special from special evil to mysterious beast, lonely sandy. Exp- experiences to prey on some of the weird and spine-telling and terrifying tales around. In one of these unseen uh, dangers lurking within the deserts as are the mysterious creatures. Sometimes sometimes the male land Okay, I think I fucked that up. I didn't get all the word down when I record, uh, typed it. Not typed it, but printed it. No one fucking types anymore. Let's see here. Can we? Where can? Where they start talking about a desert? Okay, here's a story right here of a desert monster. I got to turn my light on more because I can't see 30 years later well let me see where it says what region they're in okay well here's the first story I messed it up alright I got too ahead of myself okay in the sun storage to burning wilderness of is a place called the Barrio Sink, 45 miles southeast of Borough, reported terrifying encounters between man and mystery beast. The desert seems to be a strange, a strange in a uh, place. Have they been uh, reported as the savage wasteland? But they seem to be of a rather aggressive uh, nature to be known as the Burrico Sasquatch. Oh, the Burrico Burrico Sasquatch. One One such incident occurred in 1939 when a man was was a man was carrying stuff off of the area and the man was awakened the man was awakened in the middle of the night by a band of two-legged uh, hairy creatures. The frigid fridges of the camp uh, camp light. You know what? I'm gonna. Say, I'm not gonna do this one because I started reading it and there really isn't anything good in it. And when I copied the goddamn thing. I effed up, and I cut off about three, four of the words. So we're... Sorry, guys, I screwed that up. 
but I will do this. You know, uh, a couple uh, weeks back, I covered the uh, Zone of Silence, and it was real short. I mean, really short. Well, I dug up some more crap on it, and this is another desert in Mexico. I've talked about it once, but I dug up some more stuff. This uh, the area. Area of radio silences are odd and sometimes unexplained. There is an area of the Chihuahua Desert in Mexico referred to as the Zone of Silence. What is going on there, you ask? It is located about 400 miles south of El Paso. This barren desert area has a reputation here, radio, television signals not to travel through. In the 1800s, Local farmers reported hot rocks falling down from the sky on clear days. Visual and visual and itinerary have been known to occur to people passing through there. So, when you're passing through, you see you'll see something. Usually, you're get messed with. It is a continu- constantly Oh, it is consistently an active UFO hotspot with local stories of alien people uh, wandering the desert. There are also reports of mysterious people showing up and disappearing into thin air. Meteorites crashing down to the ground and unexplained ancient ruins not built by locals. And that it aligns with other strange sites, such as the pyramids in Egypt. Balls of fury light are said to dance around the area, sometimes even lightning scrub brushes on fire. In the 1930s, a pilot flying flying over the area reported that his radio and his instruments were uh, malfunctioning and went haywire while flying over the area. In in the 1970s, a missile flying over the area lost its bearings and crashed. It would seem that overall, any device of communication ceased to not work here. These signals include television, radio, microwaves, shortwave radios, satellite, etc., etc. Some scientists have postulated it might be the ground's magnetic content. It would guess that this would affect the ability of the birds to migrate without getting lost. We humans have a bit magnetic and or a bit bit magnetic in our pineal glands which acids our ability to get sense of direction like an international compass. The uh, parameters of this zone of silence shift around as well, which is very uh, odd, and uh, it just never happens. Somehow, like uh, like how mag- magnetic north and south shift, it would be interesting to see if it shifts in the same direction or the or same time.
as the area is remote and left uh, as a preserve, it can be difficult to get any real information about the uh, area and any of these claims, even the claims of zone silence of existing. For now, it remains in the files of the unexplained. Yeah, and, that, and there too, they think they see a... Down there too, in that uh, Chihuahua Desert, they think they see a big lizard man sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry this episode kind of sucked if it did, guys. But next week will be better. I'll be done with doing this uh, desert stuff. And I'll pay more attention when I'm copying stuff. <laughs> but you guys, be good, man. Thank you for listening. Keep subscribing, guys. Tell your friends about it. I'm fixing to jump in here this week and this weekend. This week and this weekend and start cranking out some more uh, episodes. Hitting it hard. Making them good, guys. But sorry if this one wasn't that good, but I'll make it up to you, baby. But if you've been listening to this, this has been Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host with the most, Stephen LeBooth. Hope I didn't scare you too bad, girly girls and guys. Remember, you can hear me on Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, pretty much any platform you can hear us on. Check out the YouTube channel. It got caught up. Um, yeah. Just keep listening, hit that subscribe button, and uh, we will see you later, guys. Have a scary time. <laughs>